0: I firmly believe like tech is the answer to everything. <laughs> like like the the advancement of tech will fix a lot of things that we are facing like problems today and stuff like that. Like clean energy, you know, like population stuff. The the further we push for tech, it'll be it'll give us the ability to mitigate these things
1: and kind of come to a better solution. You're listening to what the tech a podcast powered by the computer science department of UCalgary. Here to deconstruct complex computer science concepts bit by bit and explain what the tech is going on. My name is Paolo. My name is Lynn. Today we talk to Alex Todorovic, CEO
2: of 99Bits and former technology project strategist at the Hunter Hub. In this episode, we dive into the intersection of entrepreneurship and computer science and learn why it's important to understand both worlds. Without further ado, please welcome our guest, Alex Todorovich. Alex, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank
0: you. Glad to be on here.
2: So just to kind of get comfortable, why don't you just kind of talk about uh, what you're currently doing? What are you up to right now?
0: So my team, my company, we're called 99Bits, uh, and it's basically like my, uh, my friends and I, just started our own software development firm because we didn't want to work for other people and we found like the regular like nine to five thing kind of boring and like software like you can get really cool jobs in software but it's like we wanted to do our own thing and we we didn't really want to like have to commit our time and something to something we didn't believe in right so like if we wanted to do something we want to start it from the ground up and then see how far we can get and like that was a perfect time for us. None of us are married or anything or have kids. So it's just like, go for it kind of thing. And so, yeah, it's just a bunch of us uh, that I met through computer science, actually, like throughout my degree. We've been in a bunch of classes together. We worked on a bunch of stuff together. And then we always kind of had like this idea that we were like a really good team. And we were like, well, screw it. Let's just see, you know, what we can do uh, when we actually put like everything on the line and like try and build this company from ground up. Um the thing that we made, basically what it does is it's, it's an app that attaches to your bank account. Um, so you can attach to your bank mm-hmm. account or you can get a debit card through it or a credit card through it. Um, and what it does is when you spend your money, it gives each transaction you make, it gives it a score from zero to a hundred telling you how ethical or responsible that company is that you just bought stuff from. So it's awesome. like, um, so like, let's say if I go to buy stuff from Walmart, Walmart has like a 54 because, um, they treat their employees badly. Like they're not very good at, uh, managing the environment. Um, they're not very diverse in hiring, like all these different aspects play into that. Right. Um, and so we're, we're, the whole goal of it is to just to like keep people informed because like, I I don't know, like you, you can feel like there's just so much change going on and people are just sick of like all this all the stuff that's going on um when it comes to like corporate greed and like discrimination and like environmental damage right so and we've been kind of like on that path for a while of wanting to make like a really big impact um on the world and then we just we kind of stumble upon this concept of um esg which is like uh, environmental social and governance and basically it's been used to rank companies since like i mean it started from like the 70s or 80s but it wasn't really seriously taken until about like 2014 where um investment portfolios started being used for esg um that like the the whole portfolio grew to like over like 70 trillion dollars so it's always been like investor sided where it's like the information is there for investors but it's never been available for consumers so like an everyday person was never able to look at that data and be like oh like this makes sense. I don't want to give my money to Amazon anymore because mm-hmm. of all these like things they do. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. so.
2: If any Walmart executives are listening to this, I've got to step it up because a 54 is pretty poor in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for nothing.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. Right. Um, you mentioned, uh, so you a computer science degree and kind of, uh, getting into that, um, when did you first know that you kind of wanted to go into computer science like
0: yeah my uh academic journey has been really weird (laughs) (laughs) so like i graduated high school and then i had no idea what i wanted to do i was i just like everybody else kind of thing um i didn't really have like any huge passions or anything so then i just randomly signed up for a course at state my high school marks like weren't good at all um and so i took aircraft maintenance engineering At state, and so like I did that for two years. I graduated, and then I worked basically at a private airplane company for like two years, fixing airplanes, like jets and stuff like that. Cool, Uh, which was cool, but like, turns out you don't get paid a whole lot, and also (laughs) you work like insane hours. (laughs) Like, wow! At one point, the the really like what broke the camel's back was like, um, it was like four in the morning. I'm outside. They couldn't pull the airplane in, and it's like minus forty. And I have to, like, change these little brake pad things. And, like, you can't use gloves because the hardware is so small. So, like, me and this other uh, apprentice are, like, swapping on and off so we don't get frostbite, basically. Yeah. And I, just, like, I was, like, I'm done with this. Like, I literally <laughs> asked myself a question. I was, like, if I wake up 20 years later and I'm still doing this, like, I'm going to be miserable. Like, absolutely miserable. So I decided to, like, try and apply and go back to school. And I was looking mm-hmm. through all the things that what I wanted to do. And I've always been, like, part... Like I've just always been on the computer. Like ever since like I was like eight or nine years old, we were like got our first computer. Like I've just been always on it and like doing things on the computer. I like took it apart when I was like 10 and like all this stuff. And yeah, like, uh, I just looked through the courses Yeah. and I looked through like all the, all the offerings that you I wanted to go to UFC. I remember like that was the, the main thing I wanted to do. Um, and I saw computer science, I was like computers interesting so then I like look more into it and it was like yeah it was like more on the coding side less on the hardware side but I like thought I'd give it a shot and then Mm -hmm. I applied um my first couple courses like um so like the first one you take is 231 and I immediately just loved it like it was it was like super basic stuff like in the beginning and I was just like all about it I, I was like writing code on my spare time and all this stuff like but it was like terrible crap code it was like like how to make text pop up and stuff like that, right, but I just I really enjoyed it um and yeah, and I just kept going from there, and I was like, okay, like I'll see the next how like the next semester goes, how the next semester goes, and like I just continued.
1: Uh, did you have any other kind of big milestone classes that were really memorable for you as you kind of went throughout your undergrad? I remember there's a class that
0: I think everyone should take, like every single person. Um, it's an option, but it's when you get to your 500 level classes. It's, it's just an iOS course. So it's like iOS development. That class like taught me everything I needed to know about like developing a product, starting your own company, like the business side of things, like how to like like make an app, but also market the app, how to validate your design, like yeah. all this stuff that like is just so crucial. Like I, I got an A plus in that class. I don't get many A pluses, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> and like our group went hard and like, it literally like, it opened so many doors for me, just that class alone. Um, and it taught me so much about how like, what it is to be like an actual software developer when it comes to like working with a team um working with design like trying to design for users not for yourself like it's just like in so many things that crucial things that have taught me and also just like ios development like that's something that if you want to be um a mobile developer like you need to learn and you need to know how to do it because it's just like north america is like primarily ios dominated (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. totally totally yeah
2: interesting so you know, we're talking about your uh, the experiences and you had in, in your computer science education and stuff, but when was kind of the first time that you thought to get involved in entrepreneurship?
0: Um, it was actually through that iOS course. Um, we, so we like the app that we built that we were like trying to push for a while. Um, it was like a 3d mapping app to showcase how to get around school. So, it basically showed you like like google maps what it does is it's 2d and it doesn't show indoors you can just kind of like look on the outskirts but it it Mm -hmm. does really awesome job of getting you from point A to point B when it comes to like outdoors Mm -hmm. um so what we wanted to do was create an app that you could look at all the floors of the school and so like if you wanted to look to find your class or whatever it is um you could just route yourself there and it'll tell you like what stairs to take and what whatever elevator whatever it is Mm -hmm. um and honestly like yeah we were using um this like software development kit called world and like it just makes these uh really awesome looking 3d buildings and like indoors and all this stuff and like it kind of looks like pokemon go like on the outside it's like very like cartoony like game kind of looking yeah um and so yeah we like built this in the class and um even like our prof and like all these people were like oh my god this thing looks like amazing like um, and so what happened was I was trying to see we were trying to see, like, and talk to people at the UFC and like, if they wanted to let us, um, cause we, we use their data without like their knowledge. Oh, <laughs> no. This was like one of the best experiences, honestly. Like, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll ask later if like, I can talk about this <laughs> but like, <laughs> Yeah, basically, like, we, like, built this thing on top of their data. And then um, we're trying to see if, like, there'd be any uh, backing or support for us to be able to launch it, to just test it. Like, we didn't want to actually get any money for it. Like, we just wanted to see, like, and give it out to people so they could get it, get around easier. Mm -hmm. Right,
2: right, right. right. And
0: so this thing called the Hunter Hub ended up opening um, around that time. And I just remember, like, we were presenting our app because – our prof decided, like, you know, like, this is a great course that's a very entrepreneurial. Let's go, like, um, have the course in the Hunter Hub because it'll be, like, part of that spirit and all that stuff. And we were presenting at the Hub. And mm-hmm. um, the people who were working there saw our presentation and saw our app and, like, immediately, like, wanted to talk to us on this stuff. Um, we kind of went back and forth with them. And then they said they would sponsor us to build that app. Oh, cool. um, for the UFC and yeah. the only person at that point that um, was available for, for like for the summer to work on it was me um, the other guys uh, had like other prior engagements and so like I was like screw it like I'll, I'll go work at the hub and I'll go build this app kind of thing yeah um, and it turned out like the app didn't turn into really much anything but um, it got me the job at the hub, which like opened like massive doors for me because I, I never knew anything about this entrepreneurial thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I met so many people, uh, so many people in the entrepreneurial ecosystem in Calgary. I learned about mm-hmm. like the fact that there is an entrepreneurial ecosystem. Like there's all these like different places you can go to. If you even have like, let's say like if you have like an idea that's like on a napkin, like there's different stages you can get to like and all these people that can help you yeah um and i just yeah like i became and just engrossed in the entire world um and my job at the hub rapidly expanded to becoming like the person who was in charge of like technology there like um Mm -hmm. when it came to like there's a lot of like um a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of startups that were basically just focused all on tech and so they would come in like ask Mm -hmm. us about like advice and like where to go and what to do and like when it Um, when it came a lot like a lot of people aren't developers themselves um Mm -hmm. and so they have this idea or they have this like mock-up or execution they want to do but it requires a software developer like and so they would come and talk to me and ask like you know where do i go who can i hire right um where like what what's at this stage like what's my next step kind of thing and so like a lot of times honestly i had to like just roll with it like i wasn't the expert right like i was still learning and so like sometimes you know like my advice in the beginning that i gave i was like uh you know like i'm not sure like try this try that but like you learn you iterate you become better and like i just like i became a person that people would know and would come to when it was like i need software development done like this is where i'm at like helping
1: and so i want to go kind of back to what you're saying about like you know people were coming to you um from all different places but you know mainly from business and so Lyndon and I are both uh, business students and I think we also kind of get wrapped up in that idea that, you know, we have all these ideas and we can do all of these things, but you know, you're right. We, we do need the software guys to actually implement our ideas and and make it come to life. Um, what are the common kind of misconceptions that people come to you with when trying to like make an idea come to life? Um,
0: There's a couple of things, but like one of the biggest things is like, people think that they're ready to develop something sooner than they actually are. Mm. Um, a lot of times like people won't like, wouldn't have done the proper validation, the proper planning, the like proper validation means like, you know, you have to make sure that people are going to want this thing. If you're going to build it and put time and money into it, like, you have to make sure that this is something that like is proven at least if it's not something that exists, like you need to really double down on your research, customer research and like just make sure like surveys or like what just stand outside of a place and like get people to try your, um, or even talk to about your idea, like talk and talk to all these people. Right. Yeah. Um, and make sure that it's something that it's feasible. Um, and that there is a business model because at the end of the day, unless you're a not for profit, like, you need to be sustainable and the biggest thing is like you can have a really awesome idea and a really awesome way to like help people and like all this stuff but if it's not sustainable um in a sense that like you don't have money coming in and being able to like sustain your own business no one's gonna want to invest into you like no one's gonna give you the resources and like the fact is like a lot of times that you will need investment like you will need outside Mm -hmm. money to actually be able to like execute your thing Mm -hmm. um and so the other thing side is like um, there's so many tools, like such as you mentioned, mentioned, that don't even have you don't have to develop anything um, just to create like a a sketch of your design. Uh, mm-hmm. We call this like wireframing or like mockups and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially, like you can use these tools to just make like um, screens without coding anything. You just drag and drop stuff, and then you can make them clickable buttons so that like it showcases like if you're building an app or like a website. Mm-hmm. You can build out the, your idea and your design um, and then you can have it like click be able to click through like which buttons and how it functions. Um, all of this and then it can look pretty good honestly, depending on how much time you put into it, without having to like hire or do any development whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a huge tool because twofold like one, um, it helps you think about the design. You'll be like, well why do I need a button here? Like why? Why does this functionality, why is it necessary, right? Like if I'm actually playing with it, I'm realizing these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing part is that you can take that to developers. Developers will love that because they'll, you already have done like the design work. and It'll save you a ton of money. Mm-hmm. But also you can take it to people to like validate your idea. You can take it to investors to like validate that piece. Like it's just a lot of people don't do that side because mm-hmm. A, they don't know about it. But B, they're also too scared because they think it requires too much technical skill but it really doesn't like you just drag and drop stuff and that's pretty much it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think like, you know, it was a common misconception for Lyndon and I previously of like, you know, you, you software guys aren't designers. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there's this a very there's true, there's a difference between uh design and uh software implementation. It's
0: yeah. a big difference. Like it's um, what's called Apple has their methods of design. Like they, give you this guideline of like what they think that people do when they use a phone. Um, Mm -hmm. that's why they like have certain buttons in certain places. They think it's the easiest to reach. Mm -hmm. They have like certain sections of the screen that they tell you like should be used for this kind of purpose. Mm -hmm. Uh, Are certain sections for that kind of purpose? Like it's just, it's kind of like tried and true. Mm -hmm. Um, Google has their own kind of thing when it comes to Android. Um, it's more rigid and they want everything to kind of look exactly the same right um but yeah like being a designer is very different from being a developer like most of the time you can have or not most of the time, but like you sometimes you can have um developers who are also de- really good designers and like mm-hmm. know about all of this stuff but like a lot of time like you are gonna give a design to a developer and he's gonna make it happen and function and work but he's not gonna be or she's not gonna be um the one to like be the one to come up with a concept in the first place
1: mm-hmm. right yeah in my head i kind of picture it uh, very similarly to an architect versus an engineer kind exactly of, of, of like the exactly. architect designs the the building or whatever you're you're trying to build and then the engineer makes it happen kind of thing and and yeah implements how it'll actually come together
0: yeah. and i have like utmost respect for designers because i can't do it like i'm a back end <laughs> person where it's like i'll build the logic on the back end and make sure like execute the whole thing but like Mm-hmm. Like I'm not terrible at design, but like, I've seen some people that what they can do with it. And like, I am nowhere near that level, like nowhere near it.
2: Right.
1: Are, are there anything, I, is there anything that, uh, you know, these designers or anyone with the actual idea who don't know anything about code, uh, should know about code. You know, you, you, you mentioned you're a backend designer and I'm sure people come to you with a bunch of, um, things that, uh, you know, might not be as easy to implement as yeah you would like as the person who has to actually implement it. Um what what are some of those things that you know people should understand um about actually coding uh a software or a product like that?
0: Um it's I don't necessarily think you have to know about like how to code or like the coding side, but mm-hmm. one thing you should really know and understand is like um so if you're if you're trying to create let's say an app right um mm-hmm. there's so many pieces to that app that's not just like um just painting the screen right like it's there's so there's the front end which is like what the user will play with and touch and all these things and that's the part that like the designer will come up with and stuff like that there's a the back end which like then has to take those pieces and make them do stuff and like make it make the logic in the back end um, whether it be like functionalities of like a button press or something like that, there's the server side stuff, which like everything needs to be, well, not everything, but like, depending on what you're trying to build most of the time, it's going to need to require a server to host whatever it is that you need for like data and things like that. And then there's the database piece as well mm-hmm. that like that thing needs its own set of rules. It needs to understand like how data comes in and out, how you access that data. Um, so there's these, all these different pieces. And understanding how those pieces flow and work together and like the requirements of them Mm -hmm. will help you so much in coming up with design that's actually tangible and feasible because sometimes people will be like well i want to do this thing but they don't they don't know like that it's actually not possible or like just no it's pointless like it's just Yeah. yeah like understanding those different pieces and how they all work together will also help you figure out like the cost of how to build how much it takes to build these
2: things So um, you mentioned earlier that you were with the Hunter Hub, which is essentially the center for entrepreneurship at the University of Calgary. Um, How important was your knowledge in CPSC to you bringing your team together as a CEO? Um, Honestly,
0: super important because if you're going into tech, Like, even just having a little bit of knowledge of what's going on in the background and, like, what Mm -hmm. software is all about and stuff like that really sets you apart from, like, um, people that don't have that. Um, And the fact that I now hold the knowledge of being able to do both sides, like, I can jump in and work on a product. I don't honestly code a whole lot nowadays, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but it is extremely useful because... I know how to talk to people about this stuff and um, you're able to do both sides so that it's like the, the lack of communication isn't there. That's the hard part is like, sometimes people will want things, but they won't understand that. Like when you tell them, you're like, well, we have to do it this certain way. They won't understand why. Whereas Mm -hmm. like, um, a person who knows both sides is like, no, I totally get it. Like, I understand what you're saying. And it's a lot more efficient that way kind of thing
2: right and yeah. do you also find that it's easier for you to like maybe even obtain clients as the ceo with this knowledge because 100 it reflects better
0: yeah 100 like
2: your ability to complete whatever you're serving or yeah. yeah
0: they um they feel a lot more like if you're able to answer the questions right away um right. and even just um like a lot of times like clients won't understand um the software side so that if you can tell them all these things and inform them more like that's one thing that we are mm-hmm. always super focused on is like transparency um and just information so like totally. when we meet with people like there's this huge mist about software development and it's like if you don't get it you know like you'll never understand kind of thing where it's like it's not like that right like it's just it is a highly technical field but it's also not you're not doing rocket science like it's not right something that's impossible to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we always focus on is like trying to showcase exactly what we're going to do and like making the, uh, helping the client to be as informed as possible. So that mm-hmm. when we're like, okay, so like this is what it's going to be required. Um, this is the piece that like, we might have some difficulties with trying to enact it to the exact vision that you have. But these are the reasons why that like we can kind of pivot and try and make it a reality. And like where, where, Um, if I didn't have that understanding, I would have to be like, okay, we'll see, like, we'll see if, um, we can do that. Like I'll talk to my guys and then like, I have to go talk to them and then we'll talk and we'll come back. And then like, it just becomes this like back and forth process where it's like a lot of the times it's like, all it takes is like one meeting. Mm
1: -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. It seems that like it makes everything just so much easier when, you know, as the CEO and you actually know what's going on and the skills needed or, the, the actual kind of implementation how to implement um yeah that's a that's a really important skill
0: it is it's it's super important And i would say as much as you can like if you are going to the tech field um and in, in you're a your business student or like a person who's on the business side definitely try to understand um how these pieces play out and how these things work um and just try your best to just be on top of like Software changes so dramatically, but Mm -hmm. there's always the basic principles that always remain the same kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So if you can kind of get an understanding of the basic principles, um, you'd be miles ahead of people that don't really have any of that knowledge.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like it, it, you see it in real life too, right? Like all the big tech companies, the CEOs and stuff, they're all, they all know software. You have to, you have to.
2: So, uh, just kind of looking back at our conversation today, is there anything that you kind of want to add?
0: So, so Calgary itself is yeah. like our tech talent is really strong, but it's not a large pool. Um, the interesting thing is that like lately, like, especially like during COVID and stuff, like, um, a lot of companies here have been getting funded, like, We're talking like three, five, like $50 million kind of thing. And it's interesting to see that all these companies, tech companies are emerging um, and there's gonna be this huge draw for talent. So obviously like keep in mind that yes, like development is always needed, but you need to enjoy it to be able to actually like succeed in development. Uh, I've seen people try and go in there because they think that there's gonna be a big fat paycheck at the end. right? But they end up just dropping out halfway through because like it's just, they don't like it like there's some classes that you're going to take that are like really going to test you um and it's not that they're hard it's just they're going to test your passion for it like Mm -hmm. you need to be able to like kind of sit there and do these things for hours on end and not lose your mind
2: (laughs) yeah and see that's that's really interesting because even even on the entrepreneurial side right on the business side right people have this kind of idea that it's like big payout at the end right like all that stuff right but at the end of the day it really does test your your passion, right? Your, your grit, your endurance, your, you know, and it's interesting that you've kind of paralleled that with, with coding because you're, you're absolutely right. Right. Like even I've had those thoughts where it's like, Oh, I'll just go take a couple of computer science classes and I'll be the CEO of Amazon. (laughs) You Um, could be (laughs) uh, Uh, like knock on wood, right. But, um,
1: (laughs) it's not that easy,
2: but, uh, it's, it's interesting that, that you, that you identify that because, um, yeah, in my opinion, it's, it's very much kind of that, that similar idea. It's like there's no easy way, right? You got to have the passion. Yeah. You got to have yeah. the, the fundamental interest, I guess.
0: Right. Yep. And it'll carry you way further than wanting a paycheck. Like, trust me, people that companies are trying to hire are the ones that really care. Like, um, you could be like a 2.6 student or 2.7 student or whatever it is. Um, but if you're, let's say like you've been building some like website, like weird websites on the side or like some app or whatever it is, like, um, but you really care about these things and like you showcase your portfolio and you're like, I built this thing. It doesn't look amazing, but like I learned this from it and like, I want to keep doing this and all this stuff. They're like, wow, like this is the kind of person that we want to bring on the team because they genuinely care about development and becoming better and like learning and all this stuff. Um, whereas like you know you can be a 4.0 but then like you're just in it for the paycheck or whatever it is and like it's very apparent like it's super easy to figure that stuff out yeah as a person hiring totally yeah um and yeah like i would just say you know uh i think everyone should try it um i think Mm -hmm. that like everyone should kind of dip their feet into software development they're even introducing into like junior high now and stuff like that Yeah, It's becoming like, it's literally becoming like learning a second language. Like it's, it's going to be something that like everyone, almost everyone ends up experiencing at some point. It's not for everybody, of course, but just knowing having that literacy side of it is like very important. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And so, so I guess like, what is, uh, what is the, the, why should people care about CPSC? Right. And this is idea of like, it's becoming an integral part of our society. It's becoming an integral part of how we live our lives right 100 well, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: like i firmly believe like tech is the answer to everything <laughs> like, <laughs> like the the advancement of tech will fix a lot of things that we are uh, facing like problems today and stuff like that like clean energy you know like population stuff like tech will always um the, the further we push for tech it'll be it'll give us the ability to mitigate these things and kind of come to better solutions and stuff like mm-hmm. that and It's just it's becoming so integral. Like in the next like 10, 20 years, like you're gonna see self-driving cars, you're gonna see more automation and a lot of different things, and like who's gonna be there? Like like people are gonna be required to be able to maintain those things and like update Mm -hmm. those things. And it's just like it's gonna be like the next construction worker of like the fifties and sixties and the industrial revolution kind of side. Like it's just gonna be like, yeah.
1: You know, if you could leave the listeners with uh, one piece of advice that you know relates to anything that we talked about today, what would you say?
0: Uh, follow Nike and just do it. Like, <laughs> like if you have, if you want to be a software dev, man, you yeah. don't need like you don't need to wait to do courses or whatever. Like, hit up YouTube, hit up something. Like, just start doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're in software development right now, it's so like if you're in computer science um, and you're doing courses. Like just start, I know it's hard. I know it's like, it's like you have a lot of stuff going on in the background. Let's say maybe you're working or you're also like doing a bunch of assignments and just drowning that. But like, if you get time to just like delve into a personal project, it's going to carry you so far. It's going to ensure like, you're going to ensure that you get a job at some point, basically like personal projects, um, putting time and effort and like really be passionate, find something that like you really care about in the world and just start building something to like, in that sphere um maybe it's like a very small thing and like no matter how bad it looks or how bad it functions like you're gonna get better and you're gonna learn a lot more as you go through than if you didn't do anything like that's that's the biggest piece of advice you can give to like anyone who's entering software development is just like get in there and just start doing stuff
1: amazing that's awesome that's awesome uh so as a plug where uh if people want to learn more about you or your projects um, where can they go uh, to learn more so if you go to my company's website 99 uh, bits.CA
0: so it's 99 bits.CA um, you can look at all our projects um, you can look at our team you can look at, you can leave us a message if you'd like um, and then we're right now we're building this uh, thing so the, the app is called Arbor um, and so we're having a sign up um for it very soon um if you go to 99bits.ca slash arbor you can go and look at the sign up so if you can you can be part of beta uh testing if you want um and yeah we're looking to launch this thing as soon as possible um we have all the social medias so like you look on instagram facebook uh linkedin linkedin is probably like the best source because we, that's where we like put our blogs up and we put mm. up a lot of our information. So just look up 99 bits. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's where you can find me.
2: Awesome. That's Thank awesome. you so much, Alex.
0: Thank you guys so much. Uh, I love doing this stuff and yeah, I really appreciate what you guys are doing for computer science, by the way, is being like non-computer science students yourselves. Like that's mad respect for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're
1: just trying to, uh, get people interested
0: no that's perfect that's exactly what what is needed right like uh comp size has forever been this thing where it's like only select few people it feels like the only select few people know what it is but it's actually not like that at all and all it takes is just pulling someone in like showing them that side and then they're immediately hooked yeah
1: totally yeah Yeah. that's uh that's what we're all about that's awesome (laughs) Keep it all right well thanks again alex for being on the show
0: thank you for having me yeah cheers
1: Thanks for tuning into What the Tech, a podcast powered by the Computer Science Department of UCalgary. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. Also, follow us on Instagram at ufc_cpsc underscore cpsc for more computer science content. If you have any questions or want to suggest future episode topics, you can also visit anchor.fm what the tech U Calgary. There, you can leave us a voice message with your questions for a chance to get featured in future episodes. Thanks again for listening. Join us next week for another episode of What the Tech.